Movies by Minutes. Project number five. It's Silverado this time. That's no jive. By Lawrence Kasdan. Who wrote the show. Let's settle up now, kids. Cause here we go. Happy Wednesday and howdy, and welcome back to another episode of the Silverado Minute Podcast. Each week, Movies by Minutes host examine the 1985 Lawrence Kasdan-directed Western Silverado one minute of screen time per episode. I'm one of your hosts this week, Jim O'Kane of the Apollo 13 Minute and the Rocketeer Minute. And I'm Chris Henry from the Apollo 13 Minute. And I'm Hal Bryan of the Rocketeer Minute. Uh, and uh, boy, speaking of the Rocketeer, uh, we have uh, a very special guest joining us today to talk movies and and acting and things. He is the uh, the quite appropriately self-described head of the acting department uh, from the film The Rocketeer. And, uh, and boy, countless other credits uh, ever ever since, including uh, fairly recently Cardinal and the upcoming uh, National Park series that we're all looking forward to. Uh, Mr. William uh, Oliver Campbell, Billy, welcome to the show. Well, just call me, just call me Yeehaw. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I don't remember that in your writer, but I will do my best to accommodate. That's oh, brown M&M. <laughs> I got to nip the, I got to nip the national parks thing in the bud though. Uh, oh, really? That did, that did not get picked up. Oh, I'm so sorry to hear that. What an awkward moment too. That was actually, that was no, to be about. honest, to be honest, I'm not sorry about it. It, it cleared the way for me to uh, do a season five of Cardinal. So I'm oh, very, wow. Hooray. Yeah, well, well, that is terrific news then. That's just great. Very exciting. Good news for a lot of Cardinal fans out there. I know we, we hear from people uh, writing, writing to us mistakenly saying, no, no, this is not the Cardinal fan club, but you can be, it's fine. Yes. <laughs> it's just... fine by us. Wow. Well, we've got you in a really good minute here. There's, this is of all the, uh, it's, it's very nicely paced Western, but this is the, one of the few uh, minutes that actually has three separate scenes in it. And uh, we, we, we begin the minute with uh, Payton looking at Emmett uh, while they're, then he's looking down at uh, Kelly's dead body and finding out <laughs> Emmett, Emmett's asking him, you really uh, used to ride with this guy? So uh, we, we leave uh, Payton in his thoughts and getting back to uh, uh, Jake with uh, his nephew Augie uh, walking with a horse and uh, finishing up with the introduction of Ray. Mal's sister. So uh, a lot of a lot of things going on here. A lot of a lot of different acting stuff. Um, I want to go kind of backwards here. Um, I the the end scene here. Uh, we're seeing Ray coming down a flight of stairs, and uh, one thing I would I would be nervous about on camera is trying to negotiate my way down a flight of stairs or doing anything that involves not tripping and 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 falling down. Have, have you you must have been in Bill? You must have been in a lot of scenes where you thought, please don't let me screw this up. Uh, <laughs> yeah, uh, that's pretty much every scene I've ever been in. Uh, <laughs> but um, yes, it's it's what did I, it, that brought to mind uh, uh, something Spencer. Tracy, I think it was said, uh, somebody asked him the secret to acting and he said, uh, learn your lines and don't bump into the furniture. And, um, uh, and, and, and so I, I, I must admit that I have bumped into the occasional piece of furniture. Um, and uh, I, yeah, I have that problem. I have that problem. If I'm going to walk upstairs, walk downstairs, I have to really 
um, struggle to be in the moment and and because um, if I pop out of the moment and go into my head and start thinking about what what I'm what what I'm doing looks like, I am liable to fall right down those stairs. Yeah, I, I keep getting the impression that uh, it's it's like when I go when I go dancing, if, if, if I go out to any kind of like uh, we do Western dancing here in Texas and usually on the floor, people are dancing to the music and I'm going one, two, three, four, one, two. And that, I think that's all, <laughs> that's all it would be in my head in some of these situations, yeah. um, especially when you don't get to hold the hand. I noticed she didn't hold the handrail on here, which would <laughs> that would uh, uh go past me um and then back up to the previous scene we've got a great scene with uh kevin costner here uh walking along i i love the scene from what i understand he's the one that came up with the idea to put the hat on the horse while he's reading yeah. the book and uh diff I mean, one of the things they said never never work with animals or children and he's got two in the same scene so uh, <laughs> i i i know you've you've been in several westerns so i'm, I'm sure you're familiar with working with horses on screen I, I am familiar with uh, working with horses on screen. I, I grew up with horses. My mother was a horse trainer. And, and, um, um, and so I was always comfortable around them. But uh, one, one sort of connection I do have with this film uh, is that the Wrangler on Silverado was Corky Randall, um, who was also the Wrangler on Dracula. So I did a fair bit of riding for uh, pretty intense riding for Corky, uh, who was just such a sweet, sweet, sweet soul. Um, and uh, so I guess Dracula was about, I'm thinking about seven years after Silverado, I think. Dracula was 92. Wasn't yeah, Silverado the, was yeah. 85, so. Yeah, sure. yeah, okay. Yeah. So, um, um, uh, yes, I, I did, uh, I did, um, I, I have had experience riding horses in film. I think my most intense experience was with Corky. It was on Dracula. Um, and we had a whole chase scene in the Carpathian Alps. Uh, we're trying to chase down the, uh, the gypsies with uh, Dracula's coffin aboard a wagon. Uh, we're riding hellbent for leather and shooting at them at the same time. And it's, uh, it was pretty intense. And uh, I think Corky was um, I, Corky was happy that he didn't have to really teach me how to ride. He had to teach a couple of others, I think, how to ride. But man, he was such a gentleman, such a gentleman, and such a such a down to earth human being. I I um, I was I was really I was kind of sad because I didn't get a chance in the confusion of rapping I didn't get a chance to, you know, to really to thank him. So I wrote him a, a long letter afterward, not a long letter, a one page letter afterward. But I really thanked him for making me uh, probably seem far more a cowboy than than I than I than I am. Uh, and he uh, he wrote back and said, uh, loved your letter and thank you. And I tacked it on the wall at the stable so all the boys could see it. And, uh, yeah, oh, that's great. It was, uh, yeah. yeah, it's uh, he uh, apparently is a, a really master horseman because uh, I mean, I, I the little there's so many little scenes in, in this movie much earlier in the film. Uh, I like one of my favorite scenes is uh, Kevin Klein explaining that. Uh, uh, explaining to the the local troops when he's that this is his horse he says can't you see how this horse loves me 
and uh, Sheb Woolley, the, the who's the, who's playing the uh, trooper, says, "Well, I had a woman do that to me once, but it don't make her my wife." But <laughs> but Ke- Kevin Klein has that horse right up in his face, and the horse yeah. is like kissing him. Yeah. And uh, you got to know a horse pretty well, or the horse has to know that you're okay to yeah. to get that close to the chomping end of a horse. Yeah. Yeah. Um, they're 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 funny. They have uh, they have uh, distinct personalities, just uh, just just like humans. Yeah, and being able to, I mean, having a horse deal with things like uh, bright lights and cameras and people shouting and stuff with you know with firearms, mm. even if they're firing blanks going off oh, near them. I tell you what, they, they Corky's a batch of horses, that, at least that he had on our film, were, and you know most uh, uh, movie horses are. They're just so so used to everything all the the noise the confusion the lights the the all of it the guns you know going off and so forth it's it's you you sometimes you have a hard time to get a movie horse excited enough to to do what you need need them to do um at which point you need kevin klein apparently (laughs) so to get in there really get that horse yeah to get a a horse revved up you know, horse revved up. No, I was doing, um, I did um, uh, a, a National Geographic movie. I played Lincoln and I had to ride a horse. Um, and then, you know, my my top hat gets shot off me and um, and then I have to come to a stop and, and the horse is supposed to be kind of like upset, you know, the, like the horse took off after it heard the shot. And uh, we, we there was basically a close-up on me and the horse uh, after I hop off of it and it's supposed to be you know upset and the horse was just like yeah whatever you know it was, <laughs> it was very difficult to get the horse to be so upset I mean the the director who was not being very nice at the moment who was standing just off screen like waving his arms around and like pretending he was going to punch the horse and, and the horse was, was looking at him like you're an idiot <laughs> be a professional for heaven's sake exactly <laughs> now what's the uh in a scene like that or or the the scene you were talking about in in dracula where you've got the big chase scene and stuff like that is mm-hmm. the you've got the the wrangler there is sort of between the director and the animals say so what but but you're mentioning here the director sort of yelling trying to get the horse upset what's the what uh, what's the typical wrangler's role when it comes down to an actual scene obviously they've got the horses they've got them there they're taking care of them yeah. and now we're shooting the scene where does the wrangler fit in versus a director well it depends it, i mean it, it depends on a whole bunch of things it depends on the scene what the horses are doing what the actors are doing with the horses uh uh, you know, whether it's a close up or, or a, you know, a, a great big wide shot. Uh, um, it depends on a lot of things. But um, in our, you know, in our circumstance in Dracula, uh, most of the horse stuff was in was racing through the Carpathian Mountains, uh, um, chasing these gypsies. And so they actually broke out a wall between two studios, combined the studios or combined the stages and built a huge mountain set, you know, a huge dirt track going around the circumference of these two, the interior of these two uh, uh, stages with, uh, with, you know, mountains built up along the side and uh, trees and stuff so that we could ride round and round and round chasing this, uh, this uh, wagon. 
uh, and shooting at it. And so Corky and, and the bunch were, you know, the camera was in the middle of the track and, and sort of going around on a dolly. And uh, as I recall, Corky was right there and a couple of his, uh, couple of his hands were there because uh, not everyone was perfectly comfortable on the horses. And, um, and they had to be there, you know, um, just for safety's sake. Um, funny thing was, I guess, that uh, the gypsies were largely played by, uh, Francis was uh, friendly with the, the uh, Oakland chapter of the Hells Angels. And so the gypsies, <laughs> the gypsies were played by, by um, uh, Northern Californian uh, motorcycle gentlemen. Oh <laughs> um, and I was at the end of the whole chase when we roll into the castle. Sorry, this is supposed to be about Silverado. No, but, it's fine. Uh, it's just it's horse uh, stories. Yeah. When we uh, ride into the castle and, and we finally catch the wagon, we go into the castle and um, I'm uh, I get in a, you know, I get in a I stab Dracula in, in the chest with a Bowie knife and then I get pulled off by this gypsy or maybe maybe I fight him before I stab Dracula. I can't remember. But um, <laughs> right there in that scene but the gypsy that's pulling me off of uh the gypsy that is fighting me is uh the the i don't know what you call him the boss of the hell's angels the the the, the head honcho the uh, the danny treo of the group yeah the grand poobah whatever he was the you know he was the uh the leader manager, of hell's yeah. angels and i i'm supposed to be fighting him and i went back with my elbow to like clear them off me it was something that we had discussed doing you know we we sort of did it but i i think i i put my elbow too far and i whacked him right in the face right in the Ooh. nose with a point Ooh. of my elbow and Ooh. smushed his nose and blood came and i'm like oh my god i am dead <laughs> i'm dead i just broke the nose of the leader of the hell's angels of oakland california and he they said cut and he just jumped up and he looked at me and he laughed and he just thought it was the funniest thing in the world. So seriously. And you anyway. had that rubber knife to protect you. So wow. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. horses, horses. Yeah. Wow. Sorry, I got now, yeah. I, I'm still stuck on uh, you trying to remember a typical day at the office for you is, was now, did I, did I break the nose of the hell's <laughs> angel before or after I stabbed Dracula in the chest? <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> trying to think which, which was that? Was that yeah, which the, was that? Dear yeah, Diary. Yeah, yeah today. Yes. <laughs> was that the, the the meeting at 10 in the front conference room? Or was that the conference call <laughs> I had later about editorial yeah. questions? No. Yeah. Wow. Now, uh, did you, um, when they when they start out picking out horses for you, I mean, do they do they try to team you up and see what your personality is like with it? Or you just, you know, Corky just says, here, you're, you're going to get on this yeah, one. Yeah, I think so. I mean, all of his horses, as I recall, they were all um, sweet sweet creatures um i'm sure he had one or two feistier ones in his back pocket just in case he needed them but um generally speaking they 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 pair you up with uh you know um they try to not kill the actors so they <laughs> pair you up with somebody who's not gonna you know throw you off or or um or uh, throw you off and trample you or, or bite your face off or something. Um, but uh, I remember in my case, they were doling out the horses. He gave me a, he get, I think he gave me the horse that, cause he could see that I was in the, when we did a little bit of training that I had spent a fair amount of my life doing that, 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 that I could do it. And uh, so I think he gave me the, uh, 
the least uh, tame of the of the horses that we were riding. Um, did, now you 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 grew up around horses, and your mom was a horse trainer. Was it dressage or uh, steeplechase or no? It was uh, show jumping. Show was, jumping, yeah, uh, yeah. Um, and uh, you know, she did all that crazy stuff like fox hunting and so forth. And had a horse roll right over top of her on a on a on some frozen ground and crushed her ribs and broke Oof. her nose and cut her mouth open and all that. But um, uh, yeah, so. Wow. Yeah. Wasn't, I, the, I, horse, wasn't I, the horse's fault. I'm always, I was always impressed by that. I, uh, you and I share uh, a background in Virginia and uh, I used to go to Great Meadow all the time and watch the the steeplechase there and just seeing Yeah, these, steeplechase is fun, eh? Yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, you watch a couple of ton horse <laughs> flying, yeah. flying and wondering if it's going to land up right side up or upside down yeah. and underneath, the, you know, <laughs> yeah. but uh, just uh, the, the, the feeling of it that the, that you you can feel the sound in your chest as they're mm. all rumbling they're by, thundering uh, by, yeah. And I uh, I think that's that's probably my favorite part of uh, of Silverado and all this when you're seeing the horses and, and the getting horses that, that feel and you you feel that that audio in there. Um, yeah. One of the things I was wondering about this, uh, uh, of course, all this is being filmed in a Western town, uh, a Western set. Have you have you worked on Western sets, large? large western sets like this or i i the the only real western set i worked on was on a show called uh dead man's gun which was like an anthology show i if that's the word for it um it was kind of a kind of a you know there's this cursed gun yep. and every episode somebody else comes into possession of it um, and I was a, you know, a gunslinger in this town. So I was working in a, in the Western town they have up in Vancouver in BC and Canada. Um, and that really, I think was my, has been my only experience working on a, on a proper Western set and, and being in a proper Western, uh, I've always wanted to, to do, to do one. And I think one day I may, I think I may write one, you know, I'm living in Norway now. I have a mind to write a Norwegian Western, which Ooh. I don't even know what that would be, but uh, yeah. I mean, I know spaghetti Westerns, but that would be like a sardine Western or yeah, I don't know what, I don't, <laughs> is that a Ludafisk Western? Yeah. yeah. Something. Or, or I don't like know getting exactly my Scandinavian countries mixed up, but, um, but I had, yeah, anyway, I've always wanted to do it. That, that was my one experience sort of working in a, in a Western town. Uh, no, no, I did Dream West as well. I did a mini series with Richard Chamberlain uh, back in, I guess it would have been like 86 or something like that um, in Colorado. Uh, and that was, that was kind of fun. I got to be a Civil War soldier and wear a Civil War outfit, which was, um, which was fun for me because I'm, I was, a, I have, had always been since childhood, a civil war aficionado. And um, I was trying to remember if, if, uh, you were on horseback in Gettysburg. Oh, being, Gettysburg, being yes. picket, I would think definitely. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, I was, I was in, in, in Gettysburg. I was in, got in see, Gettysburg. I was not on horseback. Okay. I played Pitzer, but then in gods and generals, Oh, my friend sure. Stephen Lang got promoted uh, from playing um, from playing uh, Pickett in Gettysburg. He got promoted. Come gods and generals, he got promoted to Stonewall, Jackson, and uh, I got promoted to Pickett. So uh, 
So I played picket in gods and generals and, and I was on horseback for that, but only for one, you know, like small scene where we were just gathered around a bunch of us officers and, and uh, talking. It wasn't, uh, I didn't get to do any real riding um, in that, but uh, yeah, I think that was my one other sort of cowboy period, period film. Um, well, but, now, now it's your, now it's your unforgiven period. So you can be the older West, the Westerner. Yeah. I want to do something like wow. that. I, I just have this notion. <laughs> I need to find or come up with a story, you know, that's, I don't know, kind of a fish out of water story because the guy, you know, shouldn't be able to speak Norwegian. So I don't know yeah. why. Well, like the, one of those, like those Quigley down under thing that. Yes, yeah, sort of. Right. Kind yeah. of a Quigley yeah. down under except Norway. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Quigley up north. Quigley up north. Way yes. up north. Wow. Up north. Uh, well, yeah, this is a, it, it, it's, it, we're kind of in the very middle of the movie. So there's a lot of, there's a lot of things going back and forth and setups for later, later mm -hmm. stuff. We're seeing, uh, we're seeing the interaction of Jake and Augie, uh, which is, it's hard to explain uh, you know, how, how these characters are. And especially since, I mean, we're looking at Kevin Costner's career, from where we are, where he's always like mm. the stern kind of a Clint Eastwood kind of character, mm. and here he's playing this uh, this kid that's full of full of pep and and just. But how not... how great is he in this movie? He is just he is you can just see that he's going places. He's he's just so. Uh, I wish he had done more in that vein. You know, I think he was. I think I remember reading that he was that he was kind of uncomfortable. Uh, uh right off with with the idea of playing uh, a part because he had grown up with westerns uh, you know as many of us had or have and and um and he was you know he had this notion of of uh you know wanting to play someone who was the you know the the uh so the sort of the taciturn you know uh, uh iconic western hero and uh and I think I recall that uh, he read the script and he was like, wait a minute, I, I'm like a, I'm like a child. And uh, I think he bridled at that uh, to begin with, but then, but then he, he sort of realized, uh, he sort of realized the opportunity and realized that, uh, that it was a great opportunity. Um, and uh, really, really, man, he just so, he's so great in this movie. Yeah, you know, in in a lot of ways, he reminded me of the way you were playing uh, Cliff in The Rocketeer. That you were, you're just, and you would you had talked about that in our show that uh, you're trying to get out of breath when you were doing a uh, uh, running around in the uh, in the cornfield and stuff like that after you land in the swamp. That you were go go go, and I, I, think about, <laughs> yeah. I, I think about that with the way you were playing Cardinal. With you've got that you know the horse voice and the mm. uh, you know the Batman sound, um, <laughs> but uh, but yeah, he's got he's got this whole pep thing and you can't you can't not watch costner in this scene no. in these scenes because no. he's just he, he kind of insists on you seeing what he's doing and it's he's yeah. always on monkey bars he's like the cat on stage in uh, uh uda hagen's book respect for acting i don't know if you uh, ever read it but uh, but there's a there's an there's an anecdote she tells about a a theater production in which they had a live cat on stage. The cat didn't do anything. It sat on a bookshelf with its tail 
hanging over the edge of the bookshelf and its tail moving and it watched the actors on stage it just looked back and and they say it was the worst thing in the world because nobody watched anything but the cat cat did nothing <laughs> cat did nothing at all it just sat there looking and kevin costner was kind of like the cat in the play in that in that movie because you can't take your eyes off him any scene he's in wow it's uh yeah it, it, i'm sorry go ahead Hal. Oh, I was just going to say, you know, I, well, first of all, I'm picturing, uh, picturing this cat, then an act three pulls out Chekhov's gun and then something terrible <laughs> happens. But, um, but beyond that, you know, with, with Costner, we've been watching uh, Yellowstone and then, you know, 1883. Mm, how much fun is that? Oh, it's such a blast. And I don't know what it is. Um, you know, I've always, uh, always enjoyed Costner. I've always considered myself a fan, but I just feel like like everything he's done in his life has prepared him for, uh, for this role. And he's somebody you just, you, you can't look away from the guy when he's on screen in Yellowstone and he's just so much, uh, so much just raw presence and so much yeah. gravitas there, which is yeah. great to see. Yeah. yeah. No, it's yeah. stunning. Wow. Well, well, lots more of this movie to cover. Um, but we're going to, we're going to have to put, put our saddles back on and, and hit the road. Um, Billy, it's been great having you on the show. Um, and where can people watch? What are you doing right now that we can. I'm you know? doing, you know what I'm doing right now? I'm doing a lot of painting on the renovation <laughs> of the house. I am. Uh... So you're saying YouTube, we should be watching. You. <laughs> YouTube. No, I, I have done a, a, just a couple of tiny things uh, during the pandemic, a, a day here, a day there on a, on a Norwegian films. I did a Norwegian war film called Narvik, which has been postponed. Premiere has been postponed a couple of times because of the pandemic. Uh, I did, uh, I just did a day of work on uh, uh, a um, a Netflix film for a Norwegian director, uh, Roar Uthagen, who uh, who directed the last uh, Tomb Raider movie. Um, his and this Netflix film is going to be fun. It's a disaster film called Troll. The disaster is they wake up a troll, and it stomps into Oslo. Oh, uh, and. <laughs> oh. Uh, and then that's it. I'm I'm uh, I'm looking for my next gig and um, and uh, looking forward to uh, Cardinal season five when that happens. Awesome! Wow. Well, we'll we'll keep our eyes peeled. And uh, I know we we had just mentioned at the time we're recording this that uh, that season four has finally hit Hulu in the states. So I'm I'm gonna be binging for the next couple of days. Here, <laughs> <laughs> here. Well, uh, good yeah. luck. Wow, good to cool. see you boys. Yeah, good seeing you too. And Chris, um, good to meet you. Absolutely. It was great to meet you. Really an honor. Wow. Yeah. Well, we'll be doing more sometime in the future, other movies and other things to chat about. Have um, me back. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Um, okay. I just want to explain that listeners can find the Silverado podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Google Play, or at the main site, SilveradoMinute.com. You can also, uh, if you want to talk back with us, always on social media, available at the Midnight Star, the Silverado Minute Listeners Saloon on Facebook and on Twitter at, uh, what are we at? Where it's Silverado MXM. Uh, and so anyway, uh, please join us here next time on the Silverado Minute. And of course, as always, yeehaw! Yeehaw! What he said. <laughs> I'm from Pittsburgh. I don't think I can say yeehaw, so. <laughs>